Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Carlotta. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Hillshire Podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about all things film. As always, I am joined by a partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I'm good. I didn't think of anything funny to say. <laughs> That's not fucking much of a change. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is Movie Mondays, so this is where we, you know, have a bit of a discussion about all things film. Now, we're not very smart. We're no, not, no, no. We're not, not the brightest not. boys. We, we've never claimed to be. <laughs> no. In fact, it's our niche to not be. Yeah. Isn't the, isn't the description hosted by two Irish idiots? Fakers. 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 It's two Sorry. Irish fakers. Okay. Um, so, this week, Sean, I said that there'd be no nuisance talk, right? No nuisance talk? <laughs> no nuisance but talk. Uh, I can't have any more of you talking shite, right? So, right. what we're going to do is we're going to start off with the most important, serious movie trailer I've ever seen. Oh? Is it some art house film? It, you could say art house. Is it? Is it a historical drama? Um, it has two characters: one who is out of time, and the other who is very old. <laughs> I, oh, okay. It's like a Shakespeare play. It is. It's like Othello. I'm looking for Macbeth. No, it's <laughs> Bad Boys for Life. The official trailer number. So this is the second trailer for the third Bad Boys film called <laughs> yeah. Bad Boys for Life. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We've already had the argument <laughs> of why this movie isn't the fourth one. And why it's already failed in our eyes. Exactly, because it's so simple. You say bad boys for life, and you just make it a... F- Look. It, it makes no sense. This for life tra- this name, it was sitting there. Just leave it for one more. Just, leave it there. just do bad boys three, but make the wire three. Great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> I agreed with you and then I thought of it oh, then you realised what that would look I, like I pictured what the Y as a tree would look like oh, okay, okay, got, oh you've got bad boys but cut off the, like, the line on the capital B right. what does that make a tree bad throys 
Oh shit, <laughs> Troy's. It's my friend Troy. Four life. <laughs> Still confuses people. Still the fourth one. Which, which one is it? <laughs> Nobody knows. So we watched the trailer before we started recording here, Sean. Um, what are your thoughts? I want, I want hot takes on this trailer because this is the final trailer before the movie comes out. When is it coming out? Soon? Uh, at some stage. Okay, fair enough. Maybe never. This looks like a Need for Speed game. <laughs> Yes, because there's just a lot of oversaturated car shots. You think? Yeah, like, and there's a lot of branding going on. Where did you see that? Just there's about four shots where the car's logo spins into frame. Well, they were sponsored by Porsche, hundred percent. There's no way. Oh, there were. They weren't sponsored by Ferrari, and it was like, ah, I gotcha. If, if anyone's ever seen those, uh, the Marvel uh, behind the scenes, when they're talking about, like, uh, Civil War, yeah. they're just like, they gave us 55 Audis, we just crashed them all. Audi are so cool. Every time Iron Man finds a car, it's an Audi. <laughs> Absolutely. So Porsche, I think, just gave them $100 million, and they were like, just put two Porsches in this. Yeah, and I, I, is the market for this movie the one that Porsche wants to appeal to? Um, I think the market for this movie is the same market for the Fast and Furious movies, but I think the past Fast and Furious. So right. like this is this seems softer. Yeah, I think this is like Fast and Furious, but like one to four before it got when they were just stealing random electrical equipment. Yeah, before <laughs> it realized what it was and leaned into that and leaned into it. I think this is still slightly leaning away. This is Lethal Weapon mixed with Fast and Furious. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Even in the one character wants to retire, yes. and the other one is going to do this till he's 100. He's which so- I feel is a commentary on Will Smith's acting. <laughs> True story. But to be fair to Will, right? He plays himself in every movie. That's true. So it, it doesn't matter. Up. It doesn't matter. He could just be the cool guy. Uh, did you notice the amazing amount of Batman references that happened at the start of this was trailer? There? Oh. It was just like, not even Batman can drive this fast. And then Martin Lawrence says, you're not Batman. <laughs> and in my head, I just went, yeah, he's dead shot. <laughs> I mean, same universe. Same universe. It's pretty close. <laughs> does the bad boys exist in the Batman universe? Um, does dead shot exist in the bad boys universe? Oh, I'm sure it's a crossover. Imagine this Will Smith character is both dead shot and this character. There has to be, someone has to have like, drawn the Smithiverse. <laughs> And it's just all his characters. And it's just him shouting at Jaden Smith after her too. Yeah. And then just him being nice to Jaden Smith in pursuit of happiness. Yeah, he's so happy. <laughs> Which has cap- a Captain America toy in it. It does. Oh my God, it's all coming together. To be it's so... It's, and Porsche are still giving us $100 million. Oh, Porsche let us crash all their cars. <laughs> what their sound, lads. Um, so what stood out to you in this trailer, most of all? There's Will Smith... It, it, this movie is going to be Will Smith coming to terms with his age. Will Smith's character. I yes. I what his name is. But because there's this new hotshot fucking uh, like detective squad. Yeah, so the minute I seen that, my thought was, okay, the plot is that Will Smith has tried to like recapture the old days. Yeah. Martin Lawrence was to fuck off. Yeah, he's the, done with it. He's done with it. Then Will Smith's like, right, okay. And then the captain puts him on a new squad. And this new squad are like young and hip, but they're going to go on a mission and fuck up. Yeah. Or something's going to ba- bad's going to happen. They're like, we need Martin back. We need Big Laurel back in this fold. Yeah. And it, someone is trying to kill Will Smith. Someone's always trying to kill Will Smith, but he is a dick in these movies. Yeah, he's the bad boy <laughs> yeah, for life. But like, ironically, like that, like young fuck team. Uh, that was him 
in the previous movies. Yes. Is that he was he was a rogue agent, but he'd get the job done. Yeah. So now, and now he's grown to the point where you live he doesn't long like enough, that anymore. You live long enough to see yourself become the villain, Absolutely. Sean. Another Batman reference. Another Batman. He's a bit two-faced, isn't he? <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> Looks like a penguin. No, no. No, he oh, doesn't you, actually. You've gone wrong. Um, I bet that scene with the pit bull goes on a bit too long. Uh, the pit bull being like a bit bitey with Martin Lawrence. Yeah, and he's in the sidecar. Uh, it's going to be a five-minute scene. Uh, I'd say 15... 15 minutes they're after cutting out the rest of the uh, last the last fight scene at the end yeah cut all that out I just want 10 more minutes of that pit bull just kind of like implying he's going to bite his testicles see do you think like the look they sort the pit bull the first time then in the climactic fight scene Martin Lawrence is on the road the rapper pit bull turns up the rapper pit bull turns up Mr. Worldwide (laughs) Mr. Worldwide and and then a dog pit bull also turns up if pit bull had a pit bull would he be like? Is that? It's Pitbull's Pitbull. It's Pitbull's Pitbull, but he's the most powerful Pitbull because you have double the Pitbulls. He's, yeah, he's learned from the best. He's learned from the best from the old masters, <laughs> the senses, <laughs> the senses of the Bullways. Yeah, it's been passed down oh, for generations. Fucking hell, yeah. But uh, do you think that then the dog Pitbull will save Martin Lawrence at the end? Oh, there is no other and, way. And he adopts it into the his family. Absolutely. His family comes up in this fam, big fam, because it's Fast and Furious mixed with Little Weapon. <laughs> Literally, so they're like they're each other's brothers. They I, love each other. I think this looks better than the first trailer. Yeah, we shat on the first trailer a lot. The first trailer was trying to be a weird comedy mix thing, and this is still to an extent. But, but I, I think this kind of um, it has good action scenes in it. Well, from what we've seen, yeah, the driving looks pretty good. In this. Driving looks pretty good. The stunts are not bad. I mean, this, they're probably going to push that a little more heavy because they are just relying on Will Smith at the minute. Yeah, and the name recognition, and, name recognition and uh, the interpreted loyalty that they think everyone has to this series. Because to be honest with you, I think the storyline itself is going to be fairly by the numbers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like it, it's a toss up between this and you know, I feel you could interchange this script with the Gemini Man script, and oh, it would yeah. probably. Be very very similar, yeah. Yeah. How how long do you think Will Smith can go playing this character? The uh, the bad boys character the, specifically, or just himself? It being really cool, the cool guy. See, I think he needs uh, he needs a uh, seven pounds or a pursuit of happiness every now and again. Yeah, to remind people. Yeah, he can't be hitch all the time. Very, yeah, that's what he is. Yeah, he's just the cool guy who has all the cool lines. Yeah, or Hancock. Yeah, you know. But as you said, if we're all happy for him to do that, if every fifth movie he does something really just knocks good, knocks it out of the park. Yeah, just, and it's just, oh no, you're actually good. I remember, I, I remember this now. <laughs> yeah. Like pursuit of happiness, you're amazing in that. Yeah, but uh, like there was news. This might be covered later, or it might not. But uh, HBO are doing a new streaming service, and they have all of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the old episodes. Oh on it. yeah. Uh, if they do a Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot series. With Will Smith. And Martin Lawrence. And Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence is still there for some reason. Yeah. He's not actually in the original series. No, he just turns up. He's <laughs> playing Carlton now. <laughs> not the actual actor for Carlton. <laughs> no. <laughs> the actual actor, what's the last name? Uh, uh, 
and oh no, I'm about forgetting it. Oh, fuck. Um, but he was, he was in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. But he uh, he's still in the show, but he's not playing Carlton anymore. No, Martin no. Lawrence has just randomly been cast as Carlton. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> nobody answers because he just won't stop hanging around. <laughs> he just won't stop. <laughs> also, is there a joke in this that Martin Lawrence is just scared of his wife? Uh, that's a joke in all of the. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. See, yeah, the, the other two movies are just his wife is always just like. Because she's like a naggy, like a woman, like Sean, you know what I mean? Are we gone past that? I think movies? I think that's a very 90s Fast and Furious 1 thing, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> women are either hot or they're naggy, there's no in between, right? They can be both now. <laughs> <laughs> they can be both. It's a new world, lads. Oh. But like that is that is very the first two movies. Yeah, it's very, it, I don't think that aged. Will Smith well. is always with models. And Martin Lawrence has a wife. The, the old ball and chain at home won't leave him alone, Sean. Jesus Christ. That, that was basically the two, the cliches that they went with. That they're riding um, with. They were riding with that. They ride or die with that, right? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so in this one, the joke is that she's the exact same. Okay. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? It's, oh, it's great. It's, just, it's, it's so unnecessary, though. <laughs> It makes no odds to the story at all. No, no, she has to be a bitch. But, like, a man's body falls on Martin Lawrence's yeah, cat. And his first reaction is, oh, my naggy wife is going to give out to me. She's going to kill me. She always knows. It's so good. It sounded like he was genuinely terrified of her. Rather than who shot the body. Yeah. And the fact that it just fell from the sky. No, no, no. That wife, she's really naggy, though. Like, he's, he's trying to be a bad boy for life. For life, but not... And she's like, I don't want you to be a bad boy you for be life. A bad boy, nine to five. Nine to five. But when you come home, you gotta be a good father to our children. Does he have kids in this? Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming he does. Is there a whole thing about him learning to be a father? Um, I think. I, see, here's the thing. That could be probably the plot of the second or the first one. That's true. I just can't remember. Okay. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see this one. The fourth, third one. Um, no, he definitely, he definitely has a daughter. In okay. number two. Does she... Because there's the scene where her date turns up to the door and him and Will Smith have a have a funny exchange with, with the date. Like the end of Taken 3. Yeah, the date is like, I think he's like six foot four or something. <laughs> and Will Smith just opens the door and like, you're at least 30. <laughs> there's no way you're taking my daughter out. <laughs> That's very good. It is a pretty good scene. <laughs> you know what, I'm back in. I'm back on board. I'm back in. Bad boys for life. <laughs> for life. Um, yeah, watch this trailer. It's fine. It's fine. It's pro- it's better than the first one. There's a good take. Moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Star Wars, Sean. Star Wars? Star Wars. I have a confession to make. Go on. I was thinking about it during the week. Yes. I actually like Star Wars. What? Yeah, I think it's grand. What is your... What's your favourite Star Wars? Um, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Wrong. Really? No, yeah. What's the best one? The Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. Yeah, the Clone Wars. Okay. It has that cool scene with the sand. (laughs) You're not narrowing it down. (laughs) Um, So, Star Wars, officially on Disney hiatus after Rise of Skywalker. Oh, this is big news. What are your thoughts, Sean? Okay, so we've gone from having... Too much, not even too much Star Wars. It was proper. an oversaturated market, though. It was, and then they they toned it back. Yeah, but is this in hiatus 
Movie wise, is it in hiatus with the Obi Wan Disney movies. Plus show? That's movies, movies, yes. no movies for a while. No movies. So the D- Disney CEO Bob Iger has reportedly confirmed that Star Wars movies will go on hiatus after the rise of Skywalker. Okay, I'm not mad about that. Now hiatus implies that there's not an actual time frame. Yeah, but hiatus could last five years, could last ten years, could last one year. Who cares? Yeah, there can be like. Yeah, you're right. There can be any length of hiatus and no one has to justify it. Exactly. But um, it's kind of good in a way. Because you're not going from, here's nine movies. Now here's the next 27 that we've have, we have planned. To be honest with you, I think this is the best idea anyone could ever have come up with. <laughs> yeah. Because, and, like, I think, what was the, the term that people had? Star Wars fatigue. Star Wars fatigue was the term that was going around for the last like year and a half. Yeah, and this was the time when we had, it was like Rogue One solo, and we had gotten teasers for, for that. Oh, a Mandalorian movie might be announced. Yes. A Boba Fett movie. Or an Obi-Wan movie. An Obi-Wan movie, which everyone would have loved. Yeah, exactly. But uh, then they just canned all that, and now they've canned future movies for a while. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing, because it lets... Let's things settle. Let's a bit of love rise up again. Well, like we've talked about. You said you love Star Wars. I'm probably not as much in the love category. I, I've seen all of the Star Wars movies, so yeah. uh, my opinion would be that they need this needed to happen. The minute Solo came out, it didn't do as well. Like they were like stuck. They were like, we have to do fucking eight and nine. Yeah, but we're kind of we're kind of stuck in this little hole. We need to stop, even just for five years. Yeah, because. Like, the gap between episode 3 and uh, The Force Awakens. 2006 to 2016? Yeah, 9 or 10 years, definitely. Yeah. Like, Was it 2015 or 2016? 2016. Or was it Christmas 2015? <laughs> Christmas 2015. Oh, my God. No, because uh, Last Jedi came out in 2018. Yeah. And there was a two-year gap between... Okay. Uh, Force Awakens. <laughs> fair enough. Okay, Jedi. fair enough, yeah. Because we had uh, Rogue One in yes. the middle of that. So that, that's what it was, 2016. Uh, but that was that was more than enough time for people to just be like, okay, now we're just left with the rest of the Star Wars media. There's no more movies. Yeah, like, the power of 10 years can be shown. Like, the is, I know there's loads of Star Wars fans that, like... Weirdly, I think half of them don't want this, and then neither have like this might actually be a good idea. Like, like yeah. I just said, stoke the fire slightly. But like, if there's anything that proves that a hiatus can work, it's the fact that you put out the prequels and then waited ten, nine years or whatever, and the yeah. excitement was immediately back. They were like, no Star Wars. Yeah, and Force Awakens had one of the biggest openings ever. And I remember the Force Awakens trailer coming out and the Star Wars music coming in behind as the. The X-Wings were going yeah, across yeah. the water, and you're just kind of like, oh my god, this... this and, is... and your blood starts pumping, you're like, yeah, let's go again. Yeah, and I think that, like, people people need that time to think, and... Because people still like Star Wars. Like, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, the pre-sales are the highest for any Star Wars movie ever. Really? Yeah. So Jesus. people are still... In, like that whole thing about boycotting it, people don't give a fuck. Yeah, uh, people people will watch it, especially episode nine. Like it's the last, it's the last one. You're gonna watch it even if it's bad. Yeah, but I think that giving it time before you launch into another saga is good. Do you know? Because I don't think they're gonna make many more Star Wars movies that don't have at least two or three films worth of plot in them. 
So the thing about this is the issue that I was thinking of is they have scheduled three more movies in 2022, 2024, 2026. So is the hiatus just two years? We, they, we don't know, but like are, they are put in the calendar currently that they have three movies because the trilogy was Ray Johnson's, yeah, and then it was uh, Benioff's uh, DB Voice. Yeah, and now it, it back was a trilogy out. or a series. Yeah, a or- trilogy or a series, but they have scheduled them in. Yeah. Like it's basic, it's very similar to like uh, when Disney was at the Marvel Expo, and they were just like, "We're bringing out a movie, two movies in 2023. We're not going to say what they are, but yeah, they're coming but out. Here are the slots. You hear the slots. They're May and December in 2023. So they have 2022, 2024, and 2026. I think it would be better if they just left them. They have those slots, yeah. But really, they should just be okay. We don't have Ray Johnson. We don't have the lads that we were originally going to. Do. Maybe we just don't do it. Yeah, maybe we just, together. we just hold off and like from what we've seen of uh, the Mandalorian is the only Star Wars Disney Plus show we've seen so far. But like the budget and production on that looks unreal. Do you think they're going to start moving into TV shows rather than movies? I don't know. You see, I think there'll always be a place for a Star Wars cinema release at Christmas. At Christmas, yeah, yeah, um, because it's easier to merchandise for that as well rather than merchandising off a TV show. Mm. But see, yeah, technically it's not really IAS though. Like, they have The Mandalorian, yeah. they have the Obi-Wan series that's on Disney+. Plus. There's going to be three, like, basically three other series going on concurrently. Yeah, Star Wars isn't on IAS. Star Wars movies are apparently on IAS, but if it's coming out in 2022, that's just a three-year wait. Yeah, and I think, weirdly, if you have the series, that means, like, the diehard fans still get their Star Wars, but public perception of Star Wars like oh Star Wars has gone away yeah because they're not going to go to Disney Plus to find the Mandalorian but, no, but it's going to be there for the people that want to see it and for the public they get to have a rest that's the thing they get they get to breathe and in like the gap between Revenge of the Sith and Force Awakens there were Star Wars TV shows you had the Clone Wars you had Star Wars Rebels and things mm. like that so like you're saying the people that want to watch it can watch it and they can get excited about stuff in that and then that excitement can transfer over to the next stuff. But also, people who only remember the movies are just like, oh, class, another movie. Oh, wow, I haven't seen a movie in 15 years. Yeah, any movie. Yeah, any movie <laughs> ever. <laughs> the last movie I seen was 2006. Yeah. I seen uh, Anakin on a big lava planet. Great. Haven't set. seen a movie since. <laughs> so, going into episode 9, really positive. Holds up well. <laughs> I hope it holds up. <laughs> but, um... Like that was meant to be a Ryan Johnson trilogy as well, and the, the these three, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if because of the like backlash from the Last Jedi, is that that they don't want to fire another director, but they also don't want Ryan Johnson to do it. Oh, that's a that's a good question because they have we've talked about last week. They've gotten rid of a lot of directors. Yeah, they've gotten rid of more directors than they've hired. Have they? Wait. Well, Lord and Miller count for two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was doing the math. I was like, oh yeah, technically two. Yeah, Vice and Benioff count as two. Yeah. So, See, that's cheating. But <laughs> fair enough. No, um, it's, a, it's a good sentence to say. <laughs> it is. Sounds real good. Doesn't it? On some sort of podcast. Oh, we should start one of them. Maybe we should. No, we're very bad. No, no one would listen. Uh, absolutely not. You'd have to be dumb as shit to listen to <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so Star Wars is going to be going on a hiatus. I mean, I think this could be a very good thing. As a, as we were talking about, like, Disney Plus is still there if you want your Star Wars fix. Yeah, and if uh, Disney Plus gives more opportunity for 
if people are getting it for the Marvel stuff, they can just jump over and try it. Yeah, you know? whereas I think Christmas movie every year... I, Marvel can do two movies a year, Star Wars can't do two movies a year. Because I think Marvel's... It sounds bad, but they're probably more like popcorn, bringer people, don't worry about. But I think Star Wars needs build-up of like at least two years, three years. Yeah, and I feel like Star Wars, there's... Star Wars is so loved and was so loved for so long that there's more attachment to that for people as well. Yeah, you can bring out a fucking Ant-Man and have it be a 6 out of 10. Yeah. But if you bring out a Star Wars and have it a 6 out of 10, people will shit all over it and be like, why is it 6 out of 10? Yeah, we waited for this. We were told this would be amazing. Even though 6 out of 10 movies are bad. (laughs) Actually, no, they're not bad. But uh, I would say there's four really good ones. Oh? Or did we do 12? Oh, the maths. Uh, yeah, didn't we work out the maths ones? It was like, they have a 45% success rate. Yeah, something rate. like that. But also, like, the, if you see a 6 out of 10 on something, I don't know what it is, but it just, it looks worse than a 7 out of 10. Isn't that weird? And like, 6 and 7, I would say, about fairly, this is probably the same movie, Scrad. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what's so different about... It's just in something in your brain. Yeah, I suppose. There was a girl I went to college with who put a personality to numbers. Really? Yeah. What were was, you? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I didn't like. She was like, "Oh, three, like he's a dick, but like seven, he's pretty cool, and like five, untrustworthy. I don't know." And I was looking at them like, "I think this is a mental." <laughs> like, see, like somebody listen to this who also does that, so we can't show them. See, I'm now going to do that for the rest <laughs> yeah, of my life. Yeah, put yeah. personalities to numbers. Yeah. Um. Right. We're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is possibly the most exciting piece of news I have all week. Go ahead. The Mighty Duck reboot, oh a God. Disney Plus production, have been revealed with plot details. Okay, how much of a plot can you have in <laughs> The Mighty Ducks 2? <laughs> What's your favourite Mighty Ducks movie? The original Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, come um, on, man. Can't be two or three. D- there was a three? There was a tree. Was there a tree? Yeah. Oh, man. Have you never seen White Duck's tree? Clearly not. Oh, my God. I thought that was, like, necessary viewing. Is it, is it better than one and two? Uh, two, I don't like at all. One is really good. Remind me of the plot of two. Oh, here we go. All right. This is my biggest pet peeve that I get to always talk about. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Weirdly. Couldn't this give, is it. Couldn't give a shit about Star Wars. White <laughs> Duck's, Ducks two. White Duck's two. Here we go. All right. Right. So, White Duck's one. They win. Right, everybody's so happy. Everyone's delighted. Won the fucking national championship. They're fucking uh, Emilio Estevez delighted with himself. Happy hockey lads. Happy hockey lads. What he says at the end. Right? <laughs> but number two, they go to the Olympics. Yeah. Right, and they're the American team. Yes. So the idea is that the Americans just send the national champs of children to yeah. the children's Olympics. Is there a children's Olympics? I don't think there is, but that doesn't matter, right? right. Seems they're, competitive. They're sent to the Olympics, but they said, right, how do we add to this, right? what we'll do is we'll give the team a few new members from other teams because obviously it's the Olympics so you need to throw all the best players from the country they can't all be on the one team it'd be ridiculous so (laughs) so the team is filled with there's a there's a cowboy who isn't very good at ice who isn't he goes around with like a lasso on the the rink on the rink he's from Texas because cliches are here of course Uh, there's a really really fast guy who can slow down He's like lightning quick, but he can't stop. 
Right? So they all have individual skills. Here we go. <laughs> I've not seen there, Mighty Ducks 2, it turns there, out. There's a female goalkeeper who's really good, or she's she's like amazing. Um, and then there's... I'm trying to think of somebody else. I think there's some guy with like a really strong shot, but he's not very good at ice skating. Oh, of course. Right? But then this raises the one issue I have with this whole movie... It's the Olympics. Why would you send anybody who had any deficiencies? Yeah. Why you send anyone who's not absolutely perfect? <laughs> like it's the fucking Olympics. There's no like relay runners that are like he's kind of fast, but he can't turn left. Yeah. It's like God, he's great at grabbing onto something. Jeez. Yeah. He has butter on his fingers, but he's really fast. Yeah. He can hit a ping pong ball at two thousand miles yeah. an hour, but he can't see. So, so they've got this team together, and I'm like, why would you put a few misfits in the Olympic team? <laughs> it's not the place. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, even if it was like a state team or a town team you're kind of like okay there's a few misfits yeah but it's the fucking Olympics and they go on face of course Germany I think or is it Germany or Russia oh and are they really like militant about everything what the leader is very militant of but, course turtlenecks do you wear uh, black turtlenecks absolutely very cool runnings <laughs> yeah <it is. laughs> so um, yeah I, I just every time I watch number two I think I mean, it takes me out of the moment here, uh, taking about the fact that they just sent this cowboy. Like the Olympic Committee would not allow a lasso on the ring. He takes out a lasso in the middle of the final. That's it. That's illegal. I think it is. It's definitely sin bin. Absolutely. I know nothing about sin. But the Mighty Ducks... Re- Sorry, that was my rant about Your rant. Glad you got it out. I just got a bit overwhelmed there. Mighty Ducks to reboot is at Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus are turning out uh, stuff. I mean... I mean, yeah. It might be grand. You're trying to fill in gaps. So, they have released the details of the plot. Now, you might realise that the details of this plot are very similar to the details of the original movie. Oh. This is a series. Good form, Okay. The series will follow a 13-year-old boy and his mom. Okay? Okay. When the young player gets booted from the Mighty Ducks hockey team, his mom helps helps assemble a new team, a coach, and a practice area. The show is tentatively scheduled to start filming in February 2020, with the eventual release on Disney+. Plus. Right. The original uh, screenwriter for the Mighty Ducks uh, is going to be writing the series and will be an executive producer. Well, that's a handy job, isn't it? Isn't that really easy? That he's just written it already. (laughs) Yeah. So, Sean, what are your thoughts on the Mighty Ducks getting their own show and will you watch it? I mean, it has the opportunity for more depth than the original Mighty Ducks. Sorry, don't ever insult the Mighty Ducks. Look. Number two, you could shit on all day. But number one is gold. Number one is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> What's a better sports movie, The Mighty Ducks 1 or Remember the Titans? <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, Remember the Titans is alright. Right? Oh, come on now. I watched Remember the Titans the other day. <laughs> Did you actually? Just for a crack. Just for a crack. I was watching Scrubs. Yeah. And Turk is in Scrubs, obviously. Donald Faison. I know. And he's in the Remember the Titans. And I said... I go, I'm going to watch Remember I'm the Titans. I'm going to go out of my way now to I, watch. I'll tell you something. Holds up. Holds up. Good movie. <laughs> it's ridiculous. God, at the end. It's, oh, don't talk to when me. he's in the hospital. Oh, boom. <laughs> Jeez. Um, do you think, like, who do you market this to? Do you market this to original Mighty Ducks fans or to kids now? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I think we're the age group of the fans. Yeah. But I don't think I'll watch this. I don't think so. Because we're also kind of the age group. Maybe we're a bit young for it, but, uh, you know, Cobra Kai? 
Oh yeah, the Karate Kid spin-off. I haven't show. watched any of that. I haven't watched any of it, but I feel like this will probably be on par with that. I think I think it could be slightly better, but also everyone has to remember that the Mighty Ducks what is also a shit movie, but like loved. Everyone just loves it because they love it. It was all it was on all the time. It's one of those movies that you're just like it just remember the nostalgia carries it. Yeah, In that like if I you go back and watch it and you just forgive it for all of its mistakes, it's, just like this is a good movie. It's like The Blind Side. I haven't seen The Blind Side. Oh, it's very good. What's The Blind Side? It's uh, Sandra Bullock. Oh, she won the, the Oscar for that. Yeah, she? that was yeah, it. Yeah, very good. <laughs> She won an Oscar. It can't be that bad. No, it's a fucking great movie, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, Stops an airbag with, oh, his, with his forearm. Does he? Yeah. Jesus, very, very strong. <laughs> Beast of linebacker. <laughs> Where is this gone? <laughs> the Mighty Dogs are going to be having it, uh, their own series. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very lucky. I can't wait to not watch it. <laughs> right. I can't wait to, to hear reviews say... Yeah, it's, it's, it's grand it's not it's better than number two which yeah. is dog shit you remember that time they said those kids that have problems you know what actually the review will say great for fans of the original oh very good That'll yes um, we're moving on to one of the greatest directors ever to grace cinema uh, John Woo Roland Emmerich wishes oh. he hadn't made Independence 2 Resurgent after Will Smith's exit. I also wish he hadn't made <laughs> yeah. Independence Day 2 Resurgent. I agree. Me and my dad were watching that film. Oh. And we turned it off at the first ad break because we are like, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> this is another one of my stories. I went to the cinema to watch that. <laughs> I think I remember you telling me about yeah. this. There's so many dog shit movies that I've gone to the that cinema. you full ticket price to oh, see. What am I doing? And then there's loads of good movies. I'm just like, no, no, I don't have time. I have, I have to go see Independence Day 2. It's just awful. Yeah, it's not good. It flashes. I, look, as a man who's seen the first 15 minutes. Yeah, so you can only talk about the first 15. But what did you feel about that? I mean, it flashes between a moon base and the White House about eight times. Yeah, no, it does. It really lets you know that America run the moon. <laughs> and there's... Oh, and some characters have problems with each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the problem is that they wrote the movie with Will Smith in mind. Of course. And they were halfway through writing it and then they decided to contact Will Smith <laughs> and say, would you like to be in the movie? And Will said... I'm doing Suicide Squad currently. And I'm currently vlogging right now. <laughs> I'm on YouTube. <laughs> I'm playing on Twitch and I can't really talk. Yeah. Is what he said. But he was currently shooting uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Playing Deadshot. So he said, I'm not around. I can't do it. Yeah. So they text him, you up? He said, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Who dis? <laughs> Roland Emmerich was then left in a bit of a bind shot. Yeah, because he had already been paid, presumably. To, to write and direct this movie that he thought sure thing that will will come back and so he look at least it'll add 50 million to the ticket sales exactly so will wouldn't come back so he had to rewrite the whole movie to it be was, about his son instead and will was dead it was a real willy won't he very good thank you <laughs> i think i used that last week yeah so, uh, someone said about gemini man just on the subject of will smith it was uh it's not will smith this week yeah, yeah well, that's all right. Uh, they should have titled it "Goodwill Hunting Badwill." <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. 
I wish we were that smart. <laughs> I know, it's not amazing. <laughs> Shit. I hear things like that, I have to go, I would never think of that. I've never think of that, but it makes so much sense. Oh, man. So, Roald Emmerich then came out and did an interview. Now, I don't just know, Roald Emmerich did the first two Independence Day, did the second one. To be honest with you, I don't think he's very good. The first one isn't great, it's just iconic. It's very 90s. Yeah, it and sums up the 90s. I don't think Roland moved with the times. No, I think he's just latched onto that and it's like, people like this Disaster movie. movie. Yeah. Disaster movie, everything blows up. Did he do 2012? Uh, I think so I don't know did he do Geostorm he might have done Geostorm <laughs> he did something really bad yeah <laughs> oh, did he do Geostorm I think it was either he did Geostorm or somebody who's like a co-writer or someone, yeah someone who was tied to who's basically like his second in command to Geostorm yeah um, but yeah Emmerich said that I just wanted to make a movie exactly like the first <laughs> Oh. But then, in the middle of production, Will opted out because he had to do the Suicide Squad, Emmerich told Yahoo Movies. Through grit and teeth. <laughs> he said, I should have stopped making the movie because we had a much better script. After I had to, really fast, cobble another script together, oh, he you said. never want to cobble anything. No, you don't. And I should have just said no because all of a sudden, I was making something I criticised myself. A sequel. <laughs> <laughs> So what? You just wanted to remake Independence Day. To be honest with you, what I'm getting from this is Ronan didn't want to do much work. He was going to copy my homework but change a few things. Yeah. But he's copying his own homework. Instead of saying, Will Smith, 21-year-old man. (laughs) (laughs) It's Will Smith, 40-ish-year-old man. But the same. He has a cigar and he punches an alien. Oh, welcome to Earth. Bitch. Emmerich added, Life sometimes happens a certain way, but I've always been into American movies and I never could understand anything else. Sean, what are your thoughts on Roland? So does he think Independence Day, that sums up American cinema? Yeah. He punches an alien and he says, Welcome to Earth. That's, you know what? Fair play, Roland. Also... (laughs) This man has more money than anyone could ever ask for already. So I don't I have no pity for him. It's not like this was his pet project. Now, this all sounds like oh poor old Roland. Like poor he's, Roland, he's yeah. after he's after writing a movie where he didn't ask the man to be in the movie and then when he asked him he said, No, I'm kinda busy. And then he said, Oh and no. And ultimately that's Will Smith's fault, not his fault. Oh blame Big Willie. <laughs> Big Willie Big Willie should have assumed that this movie was being written. <laughs> yeah, because he was just he should have seen all the reboots happening and he was just like, It's gonna happen eventually. I need to fill lads. up my calendar just in case. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll do suicides. <laughs> so back in ter- twenty thirteen However, oh. Roland gave an interview to EW and said he didn't want Will Smith for the sequel of Independence Day. He oh. said, he's too big for a movie like this. It would be a Will Smith movie. It's Independence Day. And Independence Day was not always about one person. It's always a group thing. <laughs> and Will is too big a star, is what he said in 2013. Right, but then in the first 15 minutes of Independence Day too, yes, it's literally them talking to Will Smith's son being like, your father was a great man. Yes. He saved us all. Yeah. So, the so thing, he's still very much a key part of it. I think Roland might be telling a few fibs, a bit of lies. Roland might be trying to save face a little bit. Slightly save face, because in 2013 they quoted him <laughs> saying, I don't need Will Smith. Will Smith's uh, a little bitch boy, A little he bitch says. boy. And then in 2019, now he said, I needed Will Smith. Could have really done with him on set, you know, <laughs> just for the jokes. Just for all the, welcome to Earth, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I, I'd say, say it again. Will. <laughs> but this time the same <laughs> do it the same 
the same, same as the last time. The same movie. You remember. Um, movie God, to a, to a piece of news that actually caused a lot of controversy this week. Did it? You probably didn't even hear about it, or well, maybe you did. Maybe I did. James Dean movie planned with the, them using a CGI version of James Dean to resurrect him. Did hear this. Yes. Um, this is a movie, Finding Jack. It is a film intending to resurrect James Dean via CGI. And basically the internet exploded in terms of this ridiculous. Chris Evans came out and said this is the stupidest thing ever. Well, that, um, that, that's from Chris Evans, and nicest he, he's, man in Hollywood. He's the nicest human being on the planet, but he's also Captain America. So if he sees problems, he will say it. That's fair. Um, I, like, I have nothing against them. Uh, like, if the family and everything are okay with it, fair enough. Mm. I don't think anyone was asking for this. Or that the tech—I still don't think the technology is fully there yet. You don't do think that. so for a whole movie? For a whole movie to recreate a dead actor? For but for what? What reason? Like it's, it's. I I mean I guess it's for spectacle. It's so people will see it and say, "Oh, that's the movie that had all that drama a while ago." Yeah. Um. I was going to ask you, does the James Dean name? I suppose the drama sells the movie more than James Dean himself. Yeah. Because, like, you're like, oh, James Dean is box office these days. Like, like, he's been dead for 65 years, so you can't actually even claim that. No, and I think there's a very large uh, percentage of the population who will have no fucking clue who James Dean is. You think? Absolutely. Like... Yeah, I think think he's, like, um, he's, like, a pop culture idol. Yeah. But, uh... A lot of people probably don't even that care that much. Like, yeah, he's entered the realm of where it's just, a, you know, it's a reference. It's James. It's like M- Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe, James Dean. Yeah, and not, and even beyond celebrity, like people will wear a Che Guevara T-shirt. Yes, you know, it, and it's just they don't know, uh, they don't know them for their work or what they did. They know them because they know them. Yeah, they know them because they're in the public domain. Or, like, people know of them. Yeah. And, like, it sets... How many... I guess James Dean has been in a lot of movies. So they have enough reference for his face. Mm. But... That's... See, now... And this is the kind of worms that they're after opening. Is... Where do you stop with that? You could just do movies with loads of dead people. Yeah. And is that right? Is that fair? I don't think I want that. I don't think I want that either. No, I think they should be like they should. I think they should be just immortalized in the movies they were in when they were alive. Yeah, and just leave it because it lessens it, doesn't it? Yeah, because then you're just reminded, oh, this person's dead. Throughout this whole movie, if I were to see this, I'd just be like, he's dead. He's dead. Like, like that, I'm watching a dead man. Yeah, like this. He's not real. This whole and I know there's CGI and everything in every movie these days, but but not to the level of. I think it's different. If the person you are watching is... Like, in Star Wars, what was the guy's name? Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Uh, Peter Cushing. Is like, that kind of put me off in Rogue One. It was good when he was standing still, but then he was moving and it wasn't very good. Yeah, but the thing about this is... And I was trying to think of this while we were talking, is that he, they didn't bring him back to use the Peter Cushing name. They brought him back because the character needed to be in... Yeah, because it made sense why he was there. Yeah, so it wasn't... Like, they did it because they had to. They're doing this because they want to. Yeah. 
No, you're right. So, the co-director, Anton Erst, has spoken of being saddened and confused by the backlash, stating, We don't really understand it. We never intended for this to be a marketing gimmick. Fuck. No, that's... <laughs> I think, once again, few fibs are being told here. Absolutely, and I think that's that's a really fucking horrible thing to say, that they don't understand where people are coming from with yeah. this. Like, they can't see why people might have a problem So, with why this. would you have a problem with always using a dead person? Is that a big issue? Yeah, Get like, over it, lads. Like, how mad... Like, there are so many amazing actors who died, and you were saying their work is just immortalised. Yeah. And now... They're going to bring him back for what's probably going to be a subpar movie. And that's going to be their last that's the worst technical thing. piece of work. That's a good point. Like, if you bring them back, this movie has to be fucking amazing. Yeah, because they don't have a choice. <laughs> no! You know? Jesus Christ, I never even thought about that. Like, imagine the movie's bad. Yeah, because they, if they came to James Dean with this pitch and he didn't like it... He would just say no. He would say no and not do it, even if it was about him. Yeah, um... So, obviously, the family have probably given them the go-ahead, and they, what he has now said is that we've brought a whole new generation of film goers to be aware of James Dean, is what he said. Yeah, that goes back to the thing that not everyone will recognise or know who James Dean is or what he's done. Now, the Irishman is coming out, and they're all de-aged in that. Uh, Yeah, but I think de-aging is... De-aging is a little less, because they're still alive. They're still alive, and... I just said it, but they're there to give permission. You know, they're they're there, and they know that this is happening. And, of course, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. We're talking about Star Wars earlier on. Carrie Fisher is, of course, passed, passed away in 2017. Like, before filming of Number 9. Apparently, they only had eight minutes of footage yeah. of her for this movie. But, like, that's acceptable because she was in the first two of this trilogy. Yeah. And so, like, when she passed away, like, really sadly during shooting... That's one thing. Yeah. But she didn't die 65 years ago and then they're like, we'll bring her back for number nine. Yeah. Let's make a Princess Leia movie. Yeah. Without, you know. That's so fucked, right? It's twisted. I don't like this. Yeah. So I, I read this news. I was like, I have to ask Sean what his thoughts on it. Because like, do you think there's somebody in the world that's like, it's the best idea ever? I See, I, I know there's... People are going to look at it from different perspectives. Like I imagine a lot of VFX artists... They're going to be really interested in this. Yeah. Just, just but is interested the same as, like, good idea? I don't think so. People can be interested in a morbid way of, like, what are they going to do? Yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't think this... Th- like, the draw of this, it's already niche enough. But then... the And the controversy, whatever they say, it is a marketing tactic. Oh, 100% like this guy is now just playing innocent like what I never realised that me using a dead car he was dead <laughs> we rang him and he didn't answer then yeah. I googled him turns out he died 65 years yes. ago I have been missing <laughs> I have been under a rock let me tell you for ages but I just I don't know I don't know who this movie's for yeah, who is it? <laughs> what his family? Like, the, the one thing I can think of in this is that... Um, fuck, what's her name? They brought her back for... There was a chocolate ad. <laughs> a chocolate ad? No, I'm going to need to Google Oh, this. no. This is your one Googs of the yeah, week. You don't have to be like... A ch- no, I swear to God. There's 100% one person listening to this once again who knows what you're talking about. Oh, they brought her back for the chocolate ad. Chocolate ad. Chocolate ad. And uh, it's... Oh, is it Lint? 
or Galaxy or something. This is a... She's a very famous actress. Right. Is it Sandy Bullock? No, 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 no. Audrey Hepburn. Oh, right. She was brought back for uh, an, an ad for chocolate. Like, they recreated her likeness, and it was just her eating a piece of chocolate. It didn't look quite right, because it happened about five or ten years ago. Right. But it was a thing of the family gave their permission. But that I remember that having the same discussion about it, like, you're using this dead person to sell something. Yeah. And they're using this dead man to sell... Just uh, leave, sell a movie. Leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Yeah. Just hire somebody else. There's loads of alive people in Hollywood. Yeah, cast them. Like, how many biopics are made of dead people? Yeah, but they don't bring Get back Daniel Day Lewis to do it. Daniel do it. Daniel will fucking do it. Jared Leto would play this in an instant. Oh, he'd jump at the chance. Yeah, he would. So I, <laughs> I, I think there, there'll always be controversy about it, and I think it's justified in a lot of ways. Uh, okay, we're going to move on to um, we're, that was a serious talk. It so was a bit real, wasn't no, it? No, we're not going to talk real anymore okay. because Scream movie reboot reportedly in development. Excellent. <laughs> so they are going to be doing a Scream movie reboot. They've grossed over six hundred million dollars at the box office over four movies. You've seen Manny Courtney Cox hairstyles. Yeah, we've got David Arquette being weird, being a lunatic, being a little bit weirdo. What are your thoughts on Scream? Um, I've always seen the first one. That's fine. It's basically all the same. Right, okay. And I've seen some scary movies. <laughs> scary movie. A lot of people have seen Scream, scream True Scary Movie. Yeah, that's also true. Um, at Scream 5, there was talk that that was going to be happening. Um, but Wayne's Craven uh, passed away four years ago. Oh, okay. So, unfortunately, he won't be around. Because I think he directed the first one. He didn't want to do it. Uh, the story goes that he didn't want to do it at all. And they kind of convinced him at the last minute. They were just like this is going to be like slightly different like I think this could be good right uh, you just can take the piss out of horror movies while doing a, while horror, doing movie. a horror movie and so then he, that kind of interested him so he did that um, he has since passed away unfortunately but they're now saying that they're going to be doing a reboot instead of Scream 5 do you think the world needs another Scream movie in a reboot I don't know because like what do you do it do you play it straight do you do you can't do parody because then that's just straight up scary movie. Yeah. But to to put, I hate the word, but to be like a bit subversive about the horror genre. But, but where is the horror genre now? Ex- see, there you think. So in the 90s when this came out, the horror genre was... Masked killer. Mask, masked killer, uh, blonde girl, cheerleader, yeah. gets butchered. Um, there's a group of friends, there's a dirty secret, and they all just get picked off one by one. And the, the subversion of that is Cabin in the Woods. Exactly. So, how do you do? Um, how do you subvert that when it's been sub- now subverting it is the cliche rather yeah. than doing it? But you're not allowed to do it. But you're also not now not allowed to subvert it because they're both cliches. Like I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! This is another serious conversation. It is because, like, when you think of horror movies that have come out in the last while, you have psychological. You have the likes of Midsummer and things like that. Yeah. You have the zombie movies that happened about five years ago. But I don't think zombie movies are that big because The Walking Dead has kind of taken over that market and kind of made people a bit just like meh yeah. about zombies. And Zombieland yeah. is the commentary on zombies. Yes. Really. Um, and you have like you have your Saw movies, which, you know, I, which I, is just body horror, gross, gore. Yeah, which will always have its 
audience. It will. It's not our thing, but it will always have its audience. It will, and, and it makes a lot of money out of that. And Doctor Sleep recently came out, which was a remake, well, not a remake, but like a, a sequel to The Shining. Yeah, So true. you can play off old movies, but as a, as a straight-up reboot, it is going to be difficult to stand out. Because, as we said, like, yeah. you can't subvert subverting mo- other subverting movies. Yeah, that's the thing. So I think you have to, you don't subvert the story, you subvert the way it's made, if you get me. Okay. Like, uh, if you look at the shots of, you know, the shaky cameras in Saw, the, um, the fucking dramatic music build-up, in uh, the quiet place, or something like that, you you need to you need to look at the elements of how they're made, and then make them like that, but on purpose. If you get me, not because it's easy, but because that's the way it's done. I I get what you're saying. I think this all relies on the fact of the director. Yeah, the director is vital. I think. Um, I think a director is like more vital in like horror movies than he is in. Say an action movie or something. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, I think in a horror movie you definitely see more of the director, whereas action is always just like explosions, punches, character. Whereas tension is all how you shoot it, yeah. how you lay a scene out, where, it, where the music comes in. It's horror and comedy are the hardest two things to do. Yeah, I think it's timing. It's timing. It's all timing, and that all comes out to the director. So you have Jordan Peele. Yeah, who, Jordan Peele's like, amazing at it. So if you got him to do a scream reboot, he wouldn't do it. He but, wouldn't do it. Uh, you could go James Gunn, but then you lean maybe too far into comedy. No, sometimes. you see, you can't go comedy. I think. I it, think it has to be. I think it has to be. It can't just be a comedy and then a horror movie. I think it has to be a horror movie first, then a comedy. Yeah. Uh, There's not man. too many directors out there that you would that are known for just like. Uh, other than Jordan Peele, who's now kind of taken over the horror genre himself, yeah, and even his type of horror isn't. It's not jump scares. No, it's not. It's. I recently watched uh, Get Out again. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. It's so it's good. so good. No, I still haven't seen Us. Have you not? No. Us is like, Us is also really creepy. Right. Us, uh, I would say, is creepier uh, than Get Out. I think Get Out just has an impending doom through it. Yeah. You're just like, oh God, I feel on edge. Something Whereas Us is like, immediately, it's just like, this is fucked. Okay. <laughs> like, straight up, this is fucked. See, I could see them, like, taking elements of those kind of movies where everyone knows something's wrong. Yeah. You know, there's no happy party in the woods. Follow the killer instead of the people he's killing. Not a bad show. It's something weird. Like, uh, Halloween. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> just, you just follow, follow the killer. I don't understand. Yeah. The whole scream thing... I think it might be over and done with. I think just leave. I mean, it will make some money. It will, of bring course. It bring it out with her. There's a Scream TV show that's running. You bring it out with Halloween, you'll make like, I don't know, 400 million maybe. Yeah, and you can make it cheap as well. You See, horror movies you can make real cheap. Yeah. I think the worst thing they could possibly do is just hire a bunch of no-name American beautiful people who are, all like, who are all like 23 and then make them just a group of friends who all get killed off. Yeah, who do you think will be the big star cast in this? Uh, see, it has to be someone who's not that big, but is also recognisable. Dave Franco. Dave <laughs> Franco. I can see Dave Franco. I can see Dave Franco in it. <laughs> he won't do that. But he's really good. He is a good actor. In 21 Jump Street, Dave Franco is like amazing. <laughs> he's the best part of I that. I gave you friendship bracelets, man. I'm going to cut this the fuck off later. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we're finishing off Movie Mondays this week with massive news, Sean. Huge news? Huge news. And by huge, I just mean news that came out last week. And unfortunately, we do the show on Mondays, and of course the news came out on Monday. Of course. So, um, every actor cast in the Batman movie so far, with the recent announcements that Colin Farrell will be playing the Penguin. Very good. And Andy Serkis will be playing Alfred. Andy Serkis as Alfred? Yes. Now, as, I, as have the whole, I have everyone who's been cast so far in the movie. Okay. Um, but do you want to start off with Colin Farrell and Andy Serkis, or do you want me to start from the top? Start from the top, we'll work our way we'll down. We'll work our way down, because this cast is getting more ludicrous by the minute. And bigger by the minute. And also, I get more excited... And Ooh. I don't like getting excited, Sean, you know not, me. Especially not about a DC property. I despise excitement <laughs> for <laughs> movies. No hype law, we call it. you'll always just get disappointed. It'll never live up. Not at all. Um, that's why for Batman vs Superman, I was like, it's probably not going to be good. It's not going to be... And when I came up, I was like, okay, it's good. Just protect yourself. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just going to be feeling sad. You've been hurt so many or, times. You've been burned so many times. <laughs> um, so... We have, of course, the Batman movie, which uh, is going to be the solo movie. It's going to be called The Batman. comes out in 2021. And so far, the cast, of course, Robert P. Robert, Ro- Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Uh, Robert Pattinson has been cast as Batman. He's only 33, so he's going to be uh, one of the youngest actors other than Christian Bale to play Batman. Uh, we've already talked about Robert Pattinson as his casting. We really like it. Yeah, I think he can do great things. He's a young Batman. Yes, uh, Batman we haven't really seen before. Yeah, and also uh, Matt Reeves is the director, and he said he's going to make more of a detective movie. So, which we I, like detective. I Batman like here. we like detective Batman. So you've got Robert Pattinson as Batman. That's straight up very strong. And that's are we saying that's locked in? That's. <laughs> Imagine it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're actually bringing George Clooney back. Oh, yeah, for just for Robin. As Robin. <laughs> no, as Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Robert Pattinson's locked in. Paul Dano will be playing the Riddler. Very good. Um, what do we know of Paul Dano from? Uh, there will be blood. Yes. And other things. Other, <laughs> other things. Uh, Paul Dano is pretty good. And there's going to be lots of villains in this, which is why there's so many different castings. Yeah. Um, we still don't know why there's lots of villains, but the rumours or what we have come up with is that it could be like a long Halloween thing. Yeah, which is Batman against essentially a gauntlet of yeah, he his just foes. One by one, they all get together and they're like, right, we'll fuck him up. But yeah. we'll take him out one by one. Which, imagine seeing all these characters around a table plotting to take down Batman. And can I ask you a question? Would you like that or does everyone need their own origin and then you throw them around the table? See... Or Cole, do you go into that scene? I think maybe Cole to go into it because I think this Batman is as a response to supervillains. Okay. Like the birth of this Batman. I don't know if Batman comes first in this universe. Um, see, I think no, normally in every Batman universe, the Batman comes first. Yeah, and then the villains are a response to him. Well, like Penguin and say Penguin and some of the crime lords, they could exist already. They exist already, but that's why Batman is created. But then Batman's creation leads to Two Face, Joker, Riddler. Like I get you. All of the Catwoman. Although Catwoman could be technically her own burglar as just it existing is, already. just existing already. So you have Paul Dano as the Riddler locked in. Very strong shout. Yes. Uh, then you have Jeffrey Wright from Spotlight. If anyone doesn't know, and yeah. uh, Westworld. Westworld. Uh, he is amazing. 
Um, he's a great actor. He's a, he's an amazing actor, and he is going to be playing James Gordon. Well, that's a great cast, yes. actually, because he can do intensity with kindness. Yeah, which yeah. I feel is a lot of Jim Gordon. Yeah, thing. yeah. That's actually a good way of putting. Like he t- he's you can tell that he's a good man. Yeah, but like he wants to do what's right. Yeah, exactly, and he will do what's right. And so Jeffrey Wright, like, with Robert Pattinson, that's a good combo already. I can kind of see them as, like, the older guy, the older cop, yeah. and the young Batman. And, like, Jeffrey, uh, Jim Gordon, historically, cannot trust any of his officers. <laughs> no, ever. <laughs> the Gotham Police Force are shit, right? Yeah. Then you have Zoe Kravitz as Selina Kyle, or Catwoman. Very cool. Uh, once again, amazing cast. We kind of talk about a lot of these casts, like, but... Yeah, but to have them all in one... Yeah. So Zoe Kravitz cast as Catwoman and now we move on to the next two recent ones Colin Farrell uh, is in talks to play the Penguin it is not fully confirmed but the rumours is that he's basically 95% okay. basically locked in as the Penguin Sean what are your thoughts? I think that's quite cool I like the idea of because Colin Farrell can be a charismatic kind of Penguin yes you know and if he's if he does the Iceberg Lounge club owner type thing he would need to be able to talk and as a crime lord even, he would need to be able to just talk and get information and get his way into Yeah, things. Penguin's thing is that he's like pretends to just be a stand-up guy. A legitimate business A man. legitimate business and then behind the scenes he does a lot of shit. And Colin Farrell I think has that like devilish smile that like he'd be really charismatic and then behind the scenes like kill that guy. Do you think just- Monocle? Uh, monocle I think you have to give a penguin a monocle Tuxedo Tuxedo monocle But I think Colin Farrell is a very strange But also amazing casting as the penguin He's not someone I would have picked No he's older than Pattinson Yes but the idea would be That he has been around for a lot longer Yeah But if it came to a fight I think they'd still Be a a fight for each other I think Batman should always be a better fighter than Penguin but if, have you seen the build of Colin Farrell? Like he doesn't look like a no. He's he's a in good shape. Man, he's in good know? shape at the minute. Um, and Jonah Hill was cast and then got pulled out. Yeah, and then Colin Farrell came in. So I think they went a completely different way. Or unless Jonah Hill was going to play someone else. Maybe yeah, but I like I, I'm not mad at the Colin Farrell casting. I'm I'm more curious than anything because he's done some really good stuff I think he's a really good actor yeah um, and obviously he's Irish so we have to support him constantly on the lads on, on the lads but like uh, yeah I think he does have a great performance in him he'll do like one or two shy things but have you seen Phone Boo yeah Phone Boo's he, great he's amazing Phone in that Phone's amazing um, and then uh, finally Andy Circus is going to be playing Alfred Pennyworth uh, Batman's butler okay. what are your thoughts on that not mad at it really I wouldn't have picked it do you know, I never. Oh, he wouldn't have been in consideration for me. I don't think he's old enough. But Robert Pattinson is That's meant to true. be like twenty-seven That's, in this. Uh, yeah, twenty-six. Like Andy Circus could play probably a forty-five-year-old. Maybe I think Andy Circus might be forty. But he probably is forty-five, <laughs> about that age. Yeah. So I mean, he's very good at playing forty-five-year-olds. That's fair, and I guess I'm thinking of him as uh, Ulysses Claw. Who's quite like rough mental. And, and mental, yeah. Yeah. So maybe once he's dressed up a bit, clean but, shaven. But think of his voice. Like I think it's a really good voice for yeah. for him talking to Batman. Like a very deep. Do you think he'll keep the South African? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. 
Ulysses Claw's accent. Yeah, so that is the collection of people that have been cast in this fucking movie. It's a lot. That is a serious cast. They're not pulling any punches. No, they? they're going all in. Like even, and they're not the most obvious choice, which I like because Pattinson wouldn't have been the obvious choice. Yeah, it's not big names like Will Smith. And Margot Robbie. Now, Margot Robbie's an amazing actress. Will Smith is obviously a good actor. Yeah. Uh, the idea would be, though, that their names precede their talent, whereas I think these people's talent precede their names. Well, maybe not Colin Farrell. Colin uh, Farrell has done some Colin Farrell's stuff, a very though. big, like, actor. But, like, Zoe Kravitz is not who you would immediately pick for Catwoman. No. But, but she's, she's amazing. She's a great choice for She's it. amazing. Robert Pattinson isn't who you'd pick for Batman. He's a, he's a pretty good choice for it, though, when you think about it. Yeah. That's the thing. All of these... Uh, castings are oh when you think about it yeah like they're, the energy they give off very much matches these characters and Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon I, I actually think that's probably my favourite casting because yeah. he's like a paternal figure in anything yeah. he's in you always get a talk like he's in control he knows what he's doing and when he talks you're like I listen to him yeah I would watch that man just like sit at a desk worriedly <laughs> taking off his glasses and just like He's done what? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Which happens about 40 times in Westworld. <laughs> All the time. But yeah, Jeffrey Wright is amazing. Um, but Paul Dano as well. That's like... Paul Dano is a strong casting and as I well. Feel, yeah, and I feel like he hasn't been in the public eye for too long either. Um, like, I don't know what his last big thing was. He's in Little Miss Sunshine in Prisoners, but I don't know what right, his yeah. last movie was. But... Uh, him and Little Miss Sunshine, he's the he's the son in that. Yeah, he is colorblind. Yeah, and he <laughs> does some great acting. In that. Yeah, he's really doesn't he freak out? Yeah, like oh, he wants to join the air force. That's his thing. Yeah, and his whole thing is he doesn't talk until yeah. he joins the air force. And then he finds out he's colorblind. They stop the van, and he just gets out and just screams. Yeah, um, but Paul Dano is as the Riddler. I think he works. Like, Riddler's meant to be schemey more so than big bulk. Yeah. And then you have Colin Farrell, who's a different penguin. Then you've got Andy Serkis, who... like Andy, Although Alfred um, is meant to have been a former army... He's, yeah, he's a military man. He's a military man. Now, that's in some areas. Some, sometimes he's just been a butler to the Waynes for five million years. But, yeah, and he has a big gun. He has a big gun. Loves guns, right? Just like his... Just like Big Bat, right? But uh, there's certain other ones where he was in the British Army and then he retired and then he became a butler. Yeah, and even the Michael Caine one was in the Army. Yeah, so he's meant to be tactical. He's meant to be good. Um, But as a cast itself, I think this is shaping up to be not even probably the most star-studded but I think this could be one of the strongest acting casts put together. Yeah, they're not the biggest names, but they're amazing talent, all of them. And Matt Reeves, and Matt directing Reeves. it, who did... Who's uh, worked with Andy Serkis before? Him and Andy Serkis are basically best friends, I'd say, yeah. at this stage. So that is the cast of The Batman. Colin Farrell and Andy Serkis, I will happily take the two of them on board. Absolutely. They can <laughs> come to the party. Um, so I think that's it for Weird News. Or not Weird News. Jesus, Monday. You've done it Mondays. again, man. Um, well, that was once. Movie Mondays <laughs> this week. Um, although there has been some bit of weird news. Oh, hasn't there been? God, a little bit of... That Independence Day news. That threw me for a loop. I a bit of Will news. Oh, it's been a Will Smithy kind Big of week. Big Will Eyes. Sorry. We've been talking more and more about Will Smith on this show. <laughs> Will Smith and Batman are two niches. Yeah. And it, which is nice because it was for the longest time it was 
oh, here's what the X-Men are. Here's what <laughs> Spider-Man's doing right now. Sorry, really quickly. Who are the Eternals? <sighs> <laughs> oh. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> um, yes, do you want to take us out, Sean? Yeah, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with an episode of Weird News Wednesday. Friday with an episode of Hero Zero. And next Monday with an episode of Movie Mondays that I won't be on. What? I'm going on holiday. Oh, are you? I told you this. Oh, right. I'll get on to somebody. <laughs> Excellent. Enjoy the, <laughs> enjoy the Connor show. <laughs> when we were fucking barren the last show, I was not here for her. Because uh, sure? I'm here and you're not here because I'm the talent. What? What? <laughs> Sorry, I mumbled that. <laughs> There's no talent between the two of us, to be I can put the show together, but I can't edit it. <laughs> Um, so uh, thank you to all our patrons who support us over on Patreon if you'd like to support us there there's a link in the description or it's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast we are on all the social medias twitter at heroes for hire pod the four is the number four instagram heroes for hire podcast facebook heroes for hire podcast or you can email us heroes for hire underscore at outlook.com well done thank you very much Um, yeah I think it's been a it's been a strong week for news it's been a newsy week very newsy week we'll get back to the usual hijinks Next week we When you're not here Oh no There's <laughs> going to be so many bits <laughs> You're going to be hijinks less <laughs> uh, Yes I've been Connor Lawler I've been Sean I'll see you next week guys Bye Bye Hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.